asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing the real reason to avoid debt. Yeah, boy. <laughs> this episode is all about debt. We talk about debt all the time, but we are going to specifically talk about why it is that we want to make sure that we avoid debt. There are some of the obvious reasons, of course, that we're going to touch on, but there are several other what we're going to call real reasons uh, that you should be avoiding debt. And there are things that I think we, we tend to avoid. It's something that we discount. Uh, but these are very important things, and I'm excited to get to those, buddy. Yeah, yeah, should be good. And, and you know, it's funny. Uh, at the dinner table last night, we were talking about debt. Uh, my seven-year-old is learning a lot about Georgia history. She's learning about uh, yeah. James Oglethorpe, who <laughs> yes. who, uh, who essentially founded the, the colony here. And, um, and part of his mission was to eliminate debtors' prisons oh. and to give people that were in uh, prison uh, due to having too much debt in uh, in Great Britain a fresh start over here in the United States. So I'm and glad happy to report. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad glad that's uh, still remaining successful. That there are no debtors' prisons yes, here. Yeah. So at least um, if you owe somebody money and you can't pay, you're not going to get tossed into jail for it. But there's certainly a lot more reasons to avoid debt than going to jail. Uh, even though that's not a consequence we we face in in the United States these days. But Matt, before we get to that, let's talk about 
our printer toner. Let's give a little yeah. update on that. <laughs> <laughs> this is our brother printer update. So several months or a few months ago now, it was a little over three months, we talked about how uh, our, our printer gave us a little warning message. It stopped printing and it said, replace toner. Uh, and I was like, wait, what? We, we just got this thing. Like We really hadn't had it that long. We started using it in May. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and this was in October that we got that message. So we talked about how we, we looked up how to bypass that message. And the reason for that is because our printer was working fine. I mean, it was printing perfectly fine up until then. And all of a sudden, the message popped up. It stopped printing. We bypassed that. And we continued to print just fine up until uh, a few days ago. <laughs> a few days ago, uh, we, you and I, we printed something off. And we noticed uh, there's kind of the streaks across the paper. We we took out the toner cartridge. You gave it the old shake. Uh, you love shaking the, the, <laughs> the toner cartridge. It's like a shake weight, you know? Uh, we popped it back in there. And uh, yeah, we, we've got uh, several more prints out of it. But I think we're at the point now to where we're going to finally have to replace the toner cartridge. But I wanted to point that out because, A, first of all, it's like, okay, you got another three months out of it. Big whoop. But, dude, seriously, we didn't start using that thing until the very end of April. I looked back uh, in our correspondence when we were talking about the printer, purchasing it for the uh, for the office here. So if you do the math, that means we got 60% more life out of that toner cartridge, which is huge. That's yeah. a big deal. Granted, these things don't cost very much, <laughs> but it's these little wins, uh, these little ways that we're able to, you know, just tweak a little bit and make sure that we're able to keep more money in our own pockets. Yeah, it's, it's almost like squeezing that tube of toothpaste all the way yeah. down <laughs> to the very bottom, bottom and getting like three more brushes out of it or eight more brushes out of it or whatever. And I know people have their own techniques for doing that, but we kind of basically did that with the toner cartridge here. Um, and I'm proud of us, man. <laughs> I, I think that's a good move. And yeah, next time your printer is is telling you to replace a cartridge and it, it still looks like it's pretty completely fine don't listen to it see if you can override that control you know your printer in all likelihood isn't the exact same as ours but i'm sure there's a method for you to be able to do that so you can extend the life of, of the cartridge or the toner that you've got don't just toss it out because the computer tells you to yeah that's right and luckily we actually do have another uh toner cartridge on deck because uh it was on sale when we purchased the printer and you were like oh we totally need one of those i'm stocking up <laughs> <laughs> and so we totally did we had that and you were like what are you doing dude? yeah you bought that uh as well as this giant i don't what do you call those the giant boxes of paper that's got like eight reams of uh of paper is that what they're called yeah. like the reams I mean, we have so much freaking paper. Uh, we're never going to go through all of it. But I mean, hey, you got it on sale. And I, I think our listeners are, are proud of the fact that, you know, anytime you put us together, like we take being cheap and frugal kind of to the next level. <laughs> we're frugal on our own, but then you combine us and we're just capable of so much more. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and introduce our beer for this episode. This is a beer, another beer by Heist Brewery. And uh, this one is called Emoje. So it's like OJ, but it's emo J. <laughs> <laughs> this is a double IPA. And uh, yeah, looking forward to sharing this one with you, bud. And we will share our thoughts on this beer at the end of the episode. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. All right, but let's get on to the, uh, the subject at hand. We're talking about the real reason to avoid debt. And, and Matt, uh, thinking about this episode, it made me think about David Foster Wallace, famous writer. Uh, and, and he gave this uh, incredibly famous commencement speech at Kenyon College back in the day. I think it was back in uh, early 2000s, maybe. Dude, I feel like all the best commencement speeches were back in like the 2000s. You know, I'm thinking of like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates. 
Will Ferrell, <laughs> <laughs> like all the good ones back get, then. Get nostalgic for those. Uh, uh, Oprah, maybe. Go, I don't all know. All right, you can go back to YouTube and, and you know, watch them to your heart's content. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in particular, yeah, one of the things he said in that commencement speech, with which has been something that, that has uh, stuck with, with anybody who's uh, heard that speech, he gives this example of fish swimming in water. And uh, these two young fish happen to meet an older fish along the way, and the older fish nods at them and says, morning boys, how's the water? And then the two young fish keep swimming for a little bit. Eventually, one of them looks over to his buddy and says what the hell is water and uh <laughs> and basically uh wallace then goes on to argue that, that we tend to live our lives according to values and rules that are hard to see much less define and and i think matt it's such in such a similar way we live in a culture that that pushes us to go into debt for everything um it, it's like the the messaging that we're constantly bombarded with it's the water that we kind of swim in in our society um and, and i think you and i in this episode we're going to push back on that messaging and, and give some real reasons to avoid debt the nasty clutches uh, of debt uh extend so far uh, into so many areas of our lives and so there's just like a ton of great reasons to be avoiding it as much as possible yeah, yeah. debt it's pervasive it's, it's so commonplace man that we're hardly even aware of the fact that you know that it's not normal. We haven't always lived in a society fueled by debt and increased consumption that it allows. And actually, it pushes us towards ever-increasing amounts and varieties of indebtedness, right? Uh, Americans currently owe more than $14 trillion in consumer debt overall. The uh, the average American is in more than $6,000 in credit card debt. And then, you know, we all know that the student loan debt is basically at a crisis level, right? Over $1.6 trillion in total. Uh, those numbers can be hard to even just wrap our brains around. And, and sometimes we kind of just tune them out because they are hard to fathom. But, you know, student loan debt has increased by over 100% in the past 10 years alone. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, certainly awful for so many people graduating uh, college these days. Even back when you and I went to college, uh, you know, almost 20 years ago, it, it was it, it, student debt was at a completely different point. It wasn't talked about the way it is today because it wasn't as awful in and as awful of a spot as it is today, affecting so many people so negatively. And then on top of that, uh, let's talk about other kinds of debt, like car debt has become far more common than ever too. According to Experian, the average new car payment is $554 a month. And that's a big chunk of a lot of people's monthly budget if they're driving a new car. And what if, Matt, they're driving not a car, but a truck instead? Even mo money. <laughs> it gets far, <laughs> far worse, right? A friend of the show, Ben Carlson, ran the numbers not too long ago on his website, uh, and he found that most folks are going to spend anywhere between $800 and $1,300 a month over 60 months, over five years, in order to buy a truck. So crazy. That's before gas and insurance. <laughs> so you're talking about... Uh, and the tow package. <laughs> and the tow package is going <laughs> to ramp that cost up even more. And that's, of course, going to be a major drain on your outgoing funds every single month for a long period of time. That is like, that's what we're talking about in this episode. Yeah. And given the uh, the mathematical answer to why debt like this is bad can also be helpful, right? So assuming just a, a measly 5% rate of return, that same monthly amount oh, uh, invested over 30 years would grow to about $450,000. Wow. Um, but the thing is, you know, that's not all there is to it. Debt impacts us in so many other ways. And that's exactly what we're going to be discussing today. You know, we're, we're going to talk about the far reaching negative effects of debt on this episode. Yeah. And, and part of it is just newer kinds of debt that are taking people by right, storm. Yeah. Uh, we just, there's just so many more options at our disposal uh, than there used to be. 
marketers and companies are always coming up with new ways for us to get and then stay indebted to them. Uh, there's like the buy now, pay later, which which sounds so nice. Or there's 0% interest for three years. You don't pay until 2025 or something like that. Uh, those furniture stores are, are trying to get you to come in and buy something that you don't actually have to pay for today. Um, and of course, it sounds lovely until the payday comes. Yeah. Credit card companies too, man. I just renewed. I just activated a new uh, credit card. You know, it was, just got old. And so they send you new ones that you have to activate. And while I was activating the card, the guy was just like, also, by the way, we are offering you a 0% interest until August of this year. Would you like us to go ahead and activate that for you? Assuming I was going to say yes. And I was just like, no, nah, no, thanks. <laughs> and he restated it two or three different times thinking that I didn't understand what he was saying. He's like, no, nah, man, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I, I said I don't want that. And I didn't want it because just in case there's, I don't know, any additional things associated with it that I didn't really want to give any time to, to reading about. Uh, I didn't want anything else sent to me in the mail. And of course, I didn't care about the 0% because I didn't. I don't carry debt on those cards. But dang, if he was dead set on making sure I was going to take advantage of that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the main appeal, you know, when when somebody like that is trying to trying to pitch that to you or, you know, these other businesses that are offering you access to, to get something today uh, for a very small down payment and then pay for it uh, for years to come. The main appeal is that it doesn't feel like you're spending as much as you actually are. Right. Um, and that can feel good uh, for a minute. And of course, installment loans for nearly everything you can want are just so easily accessible these days. But but most folks are going into debt in order to buy rapidly depreciating assets, right? They're trying to inflate their lifestyle by living on more than they bring home. And so buying something on credit that's quickly losing its value becomes an even worse move. I mean, there's the idea of just buying something that's going to quickly lose its value altogether. But if you're buying it to pay for it over an extended period of time while paying interest on that item, you compound a decision that's already not a great one. Yeah, dude, it's truly a countercultural move, you know, to minimize debt or even avoiding it altogether. But you know, you and I, we are totally fine doing things differently, being looked at a little like uh, like weirdos. And the thing is, too, man, we, I don't think we're alone because this last year we actually saw consumer debt levels decrease. You know, unfortunately, a lot of folks saw their incomes decrease. But what's amazing is that their spending, I guess, decreased by even more. You know, like that in the stimulus checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're tossing that money straight at their credit card debt, which was uh, which was awesome to see. Yeah, very encouraging to hear that. But again, there are so many other benefits and other reasons to live life on your own terms and to keep your debt to a minimum. Uh, And we're going to discuss more of that right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations 
get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com host. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, Matt, let's get back to it. We're talking about debt and the, the real reasons to avoid debt. Obviously, there's the math of it all, right? And you're paying interest for something when if instead you had bought it with cash you'd saved up and you were investing money instead, you, you just ran the numbers and uh, it's a big dichotomy, right? In, in how that money works for you yeah. versus it putting you in an insecure position. Um, and it, it's important to note though, uh, we've talked about this before on the show, but that not all debt is bad. So let's talk about that just for a minute. Debt can make more sense when you're using it specifically to invest in something. And let's talk about a couple of ways that that happens. One is that you can use debt to invest in yourself. And this could be taking out student loans in order to go to college or get an advanced degree. Um, I feel like 
it's kind of weird that we just talked about how awful student loans are <laughs> and how bad of a place they're in. But but really, at times, student loans can be useful for for people in order to get to the place they want, in order to earn more over yeah. their entire working career. Uh, I took on student loans um, when I was in, in college. I was fortunate that they were kept to a minimum. I think I graduated with like $14,000 in student loans, which is definitely um, less than most people these days. Uh, it also could be getting a professional certification that will enhance your career. Investing in yourself pays dividends for decades to come. Uh, I would say don't get too cheap here and avoid debt at, uh, to the point that you'd be harming your future prospects, that right. you're <laughs> inhibiting your, your future growth potential. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being frugal is going to a community college, taking some great courses, right? And being sure to limit your debt load. Uh, being cheap is completely avoiding that debt load altogether uh, and having no education. And uh, appreciating assets like real estate, man, that can also be uh, worth accumulating debt for, right? Especially if that asset will be generating cash flow for you. And so, if you're buying a home to live in and, and you know, and house hack a portion, or maybe you're buying a multifamily house in order to rent out all of the units, well, you know, in those cases, taking on debt is, is often the only way to, to get into small time real estate investing. Yeah, and debt in, in that scenario makes sense because it's the only way you're going to to be able to get into that game. Yeah, some uh, folks say to, to save up cash and do everything you know, completely debt-free, but that's not something that we advocate for. Yeah, it's just too high of a bar for almost everyone to yeah. meet that I understand why uh, somebody would suggest that, but um, yeah, we don't feel the same. But even in the course of taking out debt for investment purposes, whether you're investing in yourself or real estate, it's important to use it judiciously, right? Think about uh, what the return is going to be and if it's worth taking on debt in the first place. Uh, can you potentially save up longer to avoid that debt or just to take on less debt when you're making that move? Uh, can you go to a school that's not going to cost as much, Matt, like you mentioned? Or or can you save up for another year to have more of a down payment to put down um, on that real estate purchase that you're planning, which puts you on, on more solid financial ground, right? Uh, even when we're talking about quote-unquote good debt, it's important still at the same time to try lightly and not take on whatever debt is available to you just because um, just because you can totally man yeah and so that's you know quote unquote good debt let's talk about bad debt right this is the debt that you should be you know most careful of and we're talking about here consumption fueled debts that's what you want to avoid uh, you know anything that you are buying with your credit cards and that you're not able to pay off at the end of the month that is consumption fueled debt credit cards dude they are amazing they rock as a method of payment but not so much as a way to buy stuff that you can't afford you know and if you're only able to pay the minimums or you know or close to it you could end up paying twice as much for everything that you're buying uh, once you include interest. So, you know, if you're struggling to use credit cards in a way that doesn't get you into trouble, then it's going to be best to avoid them altogether. Yeah, that is interesting, Matt, that over time, if you're just paying the minimums, whatever you bought, let's say you bought an Ikea desk for $150, based on the interest rate, um, if you're paying it off over years to come because you're only paying the minimums, you might pay $300 for that desk. And we all know $300 for an Ikea desk is way too much. Definitely not worth it. <laughs> uh, particle board, you know, it's just, it's not going to even last that long, let's be honest. But let's go back to car loans for a second, too. Like long term car loans are a symptom of consumption in our society. You know, Before the break, we talked about how awful and expensive these loans can get on a monthly basis. Well, the worst part is that the average car loan has been getting longer and longer over the years. So you know, we talked about, based on a 60-month cycle, what it would look like, what, your, what a truck payment would look like. Well, uh, oftentimes, people are stretching their debt payments on a new vehicle out for seven or eight years. It's so crazy. Yeah, and, and I feel like that, in turn, has <laughs> led to more expensive cars and a generation of people 
buying a car based on the payments alone, really just stretching their financial limits in order to buy a vehicle that they never should have considered in the first place. Yeah, it really does feel that folks are only looking at the payment. You know, the the, the cost of cars have gone up, and so, and the length of the the terms have also extended. But you know, you know what? They're able to maintain the same payment because they're stretching it out with even more interest over more years. Yeah, and that again puts you in a precarious financial situation. Um, if something happens to your car, or if you decide to trade that car in for a new one, you're only compounding again the negative debt situation that, that you're in. Right, right. So let, let's do. Let's keep moving on. Let's touch on like the traditional reasons to get out of debt. You know, uh, you've likely heard that you're not supposed to be in debt. Some money experts out there have spoken about the idiocy of going into debt in such harsh terms that it has like permanently scarred <laughs> anybody listening. Uh, but and, and the fact that you or I just even mentioned credit cards has them like you know plug, ah. plugging their ears. <laughs> what happened? No. Right. But uh, dude, honestly, fear of getting yelled at by like a, a radio talk show host like that's not a great reason to avoid debt. And, and of course, we talk about getting out of debt all the time here on our show. Uh, and the way that we typically talk about it is from the angle of the amount of money that you're losing every month to interest. Right? We use basic math and highlight the fact that you want interest working for you uh, instead of against you. Uh, we've used the illustration before of an escalator, right? And when you have interest working against you, it's kind of like you're trying to run up the wrong escalator. Which it, can be fun, let's be honest. <laughs> you know, It's a challenge, I'll say that, right? <laughs> uh, but think about how long it takes you to get to that next level. Uh, that's what it's like when you have interest working against you. But when you have interest working for you, it's like you're sprinting up the side that is going the right way. Uh, <laughs> and isn't it just so fun at how quickly you arrive at the next level? You know, It makes me... I mean, it's been forever since I've kind of been out in public on an escalator. But are you the kind of person who like stands on the escalator and like rides it up? Or are you a walker? I'm a walker. Are you really? I'm, okay. I'm not like a fast walker. You know, there's certain people that you're like, two, don't get in their way. Yeah, two, two steps at a time, buddy. Briefcase okay. in hand at the airport. Yeah, yeah. They're, I, I don't know if they're late for the plane or, or what's going on, but they're they're intent on, on the moving sidewalk on their mission. Yeah. Honestly, that, would you say that this is what it feels like when you have an e-bike? Because you're still pedaling, uh, but you're just going way faster. That's how it is on a moving sidewalk or an escalator. Like you're still walking, but the thing's moving with you, and it's like you're a bionic human being. You know, <laughs> like you're able to cover so much ground. No, it's pretty. It's pretty similar. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm a walker as well. I don't ride it unless I'm with a kid because they get freaked out by the escalators. <laughs> <laughs> At least mine do. Yeah. Well, that's a good illustration though, because um, while it might be fun, especially you know when we were younger to try to run up the escalator that's going the wrong way. I got energy for that anymore. Yeah, man. exactly. You know, no, I'm like... too tired. <laughs> but that's exactly what it's like when when you've incurred too much debt. You, you are finding yourself going uh, going against the flow. You're battling uphill and there's there's so many reasons for that. So yeah, we've talked about like some of the, the traditional reasons to get out of debt. Um, and, and those are, I think, compelling. But Matt, I think there, there are a ton of other reasons actually that people should really consider getting out of debt. The real reasons. The real reasons. <laughs> it affects them in so many other ways. We're going to get to all of those reasons. And I think they're going to be super compelling uh, for our listeners. So like, let's say you have maybe thought uh, of your debt as not really being that bad. Or maybe you're like, ah, you know, I can play with it at least a little bit and I can get into a little bit of debt or I can not pay my credit cards for a few months. And you know what? Because of these other effects that debt has on your life, we would uh, ask you to reconsider that. And so we'll yeah. get into those effects and, and how how bad they can actually be uh, right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. 
They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach. Do. Every single summer, we've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.
All right, we are back from the break, and now it is time for the real reasons <laughs> to get out of debt. Um, first, though, man, saving money on interest is huge, right? Like, we don't want to diminish that. Uh, but there's more to the story of what having less debt actually means in your life. You know, like we found either through personal experience and you know what we hear every day from How to Money listeners that the the mental and the emotional, the psychological side of not owing anyone anything, uh, or at least being in complete control of your your debt obligations, is incredibly freeing, right? Uh, you know, so aside from the math, aside from the numbers, here are the real reasons that we want folks to avoid debt. And the first one we want to touch on is the stress involved with having debt in your life. You know, many of us have personally felt the effects of, of money stress in our own lives, but it, it you know it can also have a big impact on those around us as well. Debt can negatively impact our relationships, uh, either with you know our our partner as well as our children. Uh, according to a study by the Decision Lab, 25% of individuals have experienced a negative impact on relationships because of debt in their lives. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I grew up in a house where my parents loved each other deeply. Uh, they still uh, are, love each other deeply. Uh, but I, I remember money was an issue. Money caused a lot of stress. Money caused some fights. Um, that was hard on the kids. That was hard on us growing up. That was hard on my parents. Um, and so, yeah, I've seen firsthand the, the role that uh, debt can take in, in a marriage and how it can cause the levels of stress to rise severely. And um, I know uh, some of our listeners have experienced that too, firsthand. So, yeah, I'm actually surprised it's as low as 25% of the yeah. individuals because it just feels like it's one of those things where so many people are in debt in our country. And that alone, it does impact uh, relationships in a negative way. Yeah, I guess the other 75%, they're just kind of taking that debt and just kind of stuffing it away, like packing it away so no one sees it. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm sure will end up being uh, not a wise thing to do. Right, yeah. It'll come up at some point. And another reason to avoid debt, another one of the real reasons is is that it makes us dumber. Uh, being in debt and struggling to pay our bills has, has been shown to lower our uh, the IQ by 13 points. I, I don't have 13 points to spare, Joel, so that's why I am not at it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why right. I'm not in debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want you going on to Forrest Gump levels, you know? But like when you when you look at the, the facts, when you look at the stats, researchers have pointed to the fact that uh, this scarcity mindset is actually different than stress, right? It, it, it seems similar, but there's a difference here. It, it can make you less reasonable, less rational, less generous, and, and more subject to bad ideas and bad impulses. And Matt, with how unreasonable and um, and irrational you are, I would have thought you would have been in a lot of debt. You'd think, but I make it up in generosity. <laughs> <laughs> there must be. Um, you, can, you can overcompensate. <laughs> okay, oh, good. That's good to know. That's how it works. But, but basically, like living in excess debt can damage your psyche in a meaningful way. And it can actually make you feel like you're walking through life with uh, like handcuffs around your brain. It, your debt can make you feel uh, dumber than you actually are. Yeah. And dude, not actually just our minds, right? It impacts our bodies as well. In Associated Press survey, man, they found that individuals with high levels of debt-related stress are more than three times as likely to suffer from ulcers and other digestive problems compared to people with lower debt stress. Uh, they're also twice as likely to have heart problems, including arrhythmias and, and heart attacks. Dude, and the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, they have research that shows that debt leads to higher mortality rates as well. So, so not only does this have an impact on our minds, right, and the weight and the just the thoughts that we carry around with us, but it actually literally affects our bodies and our physical health as well. Yeah, man, that's um, crazy. I I feel like that is, if there's not the number one reason to get out of debt, might not be the math reason. It might be that you're saving your mind and your body from like all the 
this difficulty. Yeah, I don't um, want ulcers. <laughs> I don't want ulcers. I don't want to die either. Yeah. You know, like uh, and and yeah, the fact that debt has like these far-reaching impacts on how we deal with life, how we go through life, how we feel uh, every single day. Um, that's that's almost more important than the interest that you're paying to the bank or the company that you're that's borrowing true. from. Yeah. yeah. So let's get to another a, a few other reasons why it makes so much sense to get rid of debt. Uh, why it makes sense to avoid debt. Debt actually uh, quells your creativity. Um, if, if every problem that we have can be solved by buying something or just taking on more debt, then every problem becomes a nail and debt's the hammer. Um, and, and then if you disallow debt having that role in your life, it'll force you to think outside the box or to learn a new skill. I think sometimes, Matt, uh, the ability, the easy nature uh, of being able to take on more debt in our society does mean that we're not forced to come up with creative solutions. You know, we, we try to talk about creative solutions on this show all the time whether it's going to a tool bank to borrow something as opposed yeah. to just buying that tool and putting it on a credit card that you can't pay for. There's all sorts of ways that you're forced to, uh, to be creative in your financial life when you basically disallow debt as an option. Yeah, there's a level of resourcefulness and creativity that we can achieve by not becoming dependent on consumption and our ability to, to rack up consumer debt, right? Also, man, getting out of debt, let's, let's, let's talk about freedom, right? <laughs> uh, getting out of debt can unleash, uh, I think, something inside of us that like we didn't even know was there. Now, when we don't owe anyone anything, there's a sense of freedom that will often like spur us on to pursue either like a new venture or maybe you know start our own business. Not everybody is necessarily wired that way, but at least one thing is true, uh, and that is that you don't have debt holding you back any longer regardless of what it is that you do want to pursue in your life. Yeah, I think sometimes debt can feel like uh, like a lead weight uh, around our, our feet or like a, you know, when you go in to get your x-rays done yeah, at the at the dental office, and you got to put that lead jacket on over oh, your... It's been about 10 years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You don't ever go to the dentist. I forget. Um, you should do that. Uh, don't send me email. Yeah, no hate mail. <laughs> uh, actually, do. Send it to Matt's specific email address if you don't mind. Not to me. I don't want to read those, but please criticize him for... Hey, your teeth still look good though, buddy. Thanks, um, but but yeah, when you go into a dental office, Matt, and they finally do take your X-rays, you'll you'll put on this like lead jacket that goes over the top of you. I it, do remember that. It's, it's like walking around with that all the time. It can feel like that uh, being in debt. Yeah, and, a little bit of it is comforting. You know, like they got the, they've got those weighted blankets. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My brother-in-law has one of those that he asked for Christmas for, like several years ago. It's really nice when you're lying down. It's different when you're trying to like walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, dude, it makes me think of those folks that have like the weighted vests and they're out go for a run or like hiking up a mountain. I'm just like, what are you doing? You were insane, but I guess they're training. You training, know, like that's yeah. what you want to do. But it's not what you want to do when you're actually running a race, and and that's basically what we're talking about now, right? Like this is the race of life. This is you know this is our personal finances that we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, and, and debt limits our future options because we're weighed down by the payments of prior decisions. It's like those debts are just like more and more of those X-ray jackets, those weighted <laughs> jackets, like coming down on top of us. And like every year that we continue to progress in this way, it's more and more weight that's added on to how we move through life. This leads to less freedom and, and less autonomy in, in our own lives. When we're inundated with that, it's harder to move to a new place and work opportunities can be limited. You may even be forced to stay in a job that you hate because your debt levels are out of control. Like you have to have that job. You have to have that paycheck every two weeks or things are going to completely fall apart. Um, and so I think that is another one of the biggest reasons to get out of debt is that you do have more control over the decisions you, you want to make. You have more options and greater freedom uh, when you have less debt. Yeah, that's right, man. And one other real reason that we want folks to get out of debt is because when debt is always an option in our lives, it doesn't foster our ability to say no, right? Self-control is an important part of personal finance. And when debt is an easy option that we're used to taking, 
we tend to weaken those super important self-control muscles. As those muscles atrophy, we find ourselves open to borrowing more and more. We find ourselves over-consuming. Uh, you know, we're, we're saddling our future selves with those past decisions. Like you, you, just, you were just talking about that. Um, like we make these decisions in the past, and we find ourselves paying for them, like a little bit in the, you know, in the future. Like it's, sometimes it's not that far into the future, right? We just got out of the holidays, and it made me think of eggnog, Christmas cookies. Uh, <laughs> in the moment, you eat those, or you know, you know, you're like, oh yeah, eggnog. That sounds really good. But what is it like two sips and you're just like, oh, eggnog, bad decision. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's how it is when it comes to debt. In the moment, it's so easy and it's so tempting and it sounds so great. But it doesn't take very long before we are regretting those decisions. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, too. I remember in my 20s, I would hear people, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ahead of me. And they would talk about how, man, I had two beers last night. And I don't feel very good today. And I was like. <laughs> I don't understand that because when I have two beers, I feel great the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the older you get, you begin to feel the impact of those decisions more. And I, yeah, so I think... Yeah, it's the same uh, true with our finances, right? Like I think when you're younger, you have more energy. Maybe you have more wiggle room when it comes to your expenses and what you can earn. So a you little can, more resilience. Yeah. yeah, a little more resilience. Exactly. You can kind of make up for some of those poor decisions. But as we get older, we either don't want to expend that additional energy to make up for poor spending decisions, or a lot of folks don't have that as an option, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so really, when it comes down to it... There are a lot of reasons to avoid debt. Debt is actually much more than just a mathematical problem that needs solving. I think we have to think about it in those terms. We have to think about it as a, a problem that affects our whole being, that affects our relationship, that affects the way we go through our days. And if you're mired in debt, uh, you're likely missing out on the freedom and the creative opportunities that kicking debt to the curb can bring you. So yeah, we hope that this episode has been some some motivation to spur you on towards uh, getting after that debt payoff plan this year. Matt, I actually, actually feel like I'm not sure if it was just motivation. I feel like we're almost like the ghost of Christmas future or something coming to <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. Like, this is what debt can do to you. And um, I really do. I, I mean, I, I... We're only 30 days behind the curve yeah. uh, <laughs> behind Christmas. Right. But it feels like it's this important important message to relay that that that's not something to mess around with or play with that that it can have profound effects on your on your life um and on you know your marriage on your friendships it, it really on your health yeah, yeah it's far reaching the impacts of of taking on too much debt load in your life yeah. So, Joel, you know, during this episode, we have basically made a case why we want you out of debt, but we haven't necessarily <laughs> told you how to do that. But that's because we've, we've already done that. We've done that in, in recent episodes. We would recommend folks to check out a recent episode, 297. Uh, that's where we talked about the debt snowball versus the debt avalanche, which are two different methods of paying down debt. Uh, and if you find yourself in massive amounts of debt, and you, I mean, you feel completely overwhelmed, uh, we would recommend for you to check out a nonprofit debt counselor via the NFCC, or check out Money Management International. That's the company that Thomas Nietzsche works for. We actually interviewed him back in episode 199, and, and he was able to provide some, some helpful advice and thoughts when it comes to the overwhelming amounts of debt that we can find ourselves in. So so yeah, this, is, this episode's all about why you should be avoiding it. Check out those two episodes uh, if you're looking for some next steps. And we'll make sure to link to those episodes within the show notes for this episode. No doubt. All right, Matt, let's take it back to the beer. Uh, today on the show, we drank an, a double IPA called EmoJ, uh, like emoji, but orange juice. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of a weird connotation going on here. Uh, for, uh, for, I had thought about it from the emoji standpoint. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's J. It's not G. That's true. But it still feels like emoji, um, even I though think it's, it's a J. Emoji. Okay. <laughs> 
But it, it, the hop kind of looks like an emoji. Oh, that's on true. Uh, I, I saw know. the emo, and it made me. I mean, we're kind of referencing our college days. It's it, it, like dashboard confessional. It totally takes me back to college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dashboard confessional days. But uh, yeah, man, this this beer. So these guys are out of Charlotte Heist Brewery, and if you are anywhere near Charlotte, you have got to check out this brewery. This was a fantastic beer. Uh, like you said, a double IPA, hazy New England style IPA. And like the name suggests, uh, it's like a glass of orange juice. Super <laughs> orange, super you know fruity, citrusy. It had that smooth nature going on, but with a lot of hot flavor. Really enjoyed this one. Uh, I'm actually really excited now that we've got two more Heist Brewery beers to enjoy next week. But uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on this specific beer? Yeah, I thought this one was interesting. It almost had like a tiny bit of like coriander flavor going on Ooh. too. I, I don't know where that was coming from, but um, but yeah. So this was a uh, it was an interesting beer. I I mean I always love a beer like this. I mean, do we ever get tired of no. the OJ style <laughs> um, IPAs? I don't think so. This is another good one from Heist um, for sure. So, all right, Matt, I think that's going to do it for this episode. For our listeners who want the show notes for this episode, well, you can check those out along with a lot of other resources up on our website at howtomoney.com. Yeah, buddy, that's going to be it. So, until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.